Welcome to the Word of Life Ministry Youth Conference Call. I am your host, Elder Lorraine Hopkins. Our church is located at 1600 Conley Road in Conley, Georgia, 30288. We invite you to take advantage of our food pantry on Thursdays between the hours of 10 a.m. and 12 noon, and on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 p.m., Our monthly youth conference calls provide a platform that allows our youth to bring their gifts, talents, questions, and concerns, while giving our leadership an opportunity to not only address their issues and concerns, but impart words of wisdom and encourage our youth in every effort. We hope that you enjoy today's service and find something in it that resonates within your heart that will drive you to love and have a greater passion for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also hope that it will help you to enhance your relationship with him as well. Sit back, relax, take notes, and enjoy the service. Thank you for joining us today. Praise the Lord, Minister Denise Bless. How you doing today? All right, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. I was uh, hoping you'd get on the line. I, I signed Sister in. Jackie. I'm looking. Praise the Lord, Sister Jackie Hope Myrick. What a blessing it is to hear you and and uh, Minister Denise Glanton on the line. And I'm excited about the youth conference line. I've been talking to my nieces and nephews and family friends and loved ones and letting them know about this line. And it's just a blessing. I know we have a big day tomorrow with our ordination service. I'm looking forward to that. And I just want everybody to know that we still must relate to our children, our youth, that we love them more than the world does. And that's a blessing. And I'm just looking forward to all of our youth one day coming together, and we're going to have something uh, to do with them. Uh, I was looking the other night to find out, when our next youth conference call is going to be, and I want to get that out to you now. It's going to be May the 27th. May the 27th is our next uh, conference conference with our youth, May the 27th. And if we need to change anything, uh, y'all feel free to let me know. But I'm excited to to let everyone know that God is still in control. We still love our youth, and we're still standing with our youth, saying God bless each and every one of them. I hope they have a great summer. I hope they uh, get ready for graduation and elevation to the next level in school. Everything seems to be going fine. So I thank God for each and every one of you, and I'm going to ask Minister Denise Glanton if she would be so kind to get us started on our youth conference call. May the Lord bless each and every one of you in Jesus' name. God bless you now. Amen. (laughs) Oh, hello, everybody. Good evening. Happy Saturday, 29th of April. Hope everybody has has been having a great day so far. And, uh, Hope everybody's day going to continue to go on and be great. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started, and hopefully we do have uh, many youth that's on the line with us. Right now, we would like to open up a, open the prayer. So I'm going to... Well, let me see. I cannot tell who I'm on the line. Um, I'm gonna put it on Ventrilo. Mm-hmm. Is you Elder Hawkins? Ventrilo. No, I think that Sister Jackie Hope married. Yeah, I heard Jackie, but I just heard a, a little South Street boys come through there. I don't know if they were Christian or the area or soup. Okay, then Cheryl's going to start us off with, with uh, a grateful prayer. You did it? It's all right here. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, uh, can everybody uh, bow their head? Um, 
I just want to get, want God to thank everyone for, I want God, God, I thank God for waking me up and everybody else up this morning. Hope everybody have a blessed day, blessed day today. Hope God bless everybody with a blessed day today. Bless the ones that's not on the call and the ones on the call. Bless the ones that's, that's sick, not sick, in the hospital. I pray for my mom, pray for my dad, pray for my grandma, pray for my auntie, I pray for you. Pray for better days. Um, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, it's been trail for that. Now, we're going to have a second prayer by Brother Aaron. Hey, go, go. <laughs> Hello. All right. Yeah, may all y'all bow your head. Right. Thank you for everyone coming to this meeting. Thank you for everyone that has been able to survive these past few years. Thank you for everything that you have done for all of us. Thank you for uh, letting everyone to be able to um, be able to go back to their job and be able to provide for their family more. And uh, I pray that everyone is having a fine life. And please bless us with. Better with your name, Amen. Okay, thank you, thank you, Brother Adam, for your prayer. Um, let me get started. Um, we don't have a particular topic or subject that we will be talking about. So, if there are any adults on the line, when we get to that point, if you have any encouraging or exciting words or anything to say to you, you would greatly appreciate it. But I, I would like to start by saying that I, I don't quite sure you all have to. Just, I know I think this happened yesterday, this uh, multi-shooting and a bunch of people getting killed. Um, and it wasn't like a youth doing it against the youth, but it's wrong people that did it against other grown people and children just having to be involved as well. We're hearing so much about a lot of these mass shootings and mass killings in these different states. Hey, my kill in the states and and throughout you know the world and 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 even in these places where they have the wars where these dictators or whoever they may be who want to take over and take these countries up killing innocent people. So we have to stay prayed up all the time. And I, I would like to encourage our youth that, you know, the Bible says tomorrow is not promised. We don't never know what that next day going to be like. We don't never know, um, you know, how we're going to end up or where we're going to end up or how or where any of our loved ones will end up and everything. So, I would like to just encourage you to stay focused on God. Keep God in your heart. Please do not conform to this world because so many of our youth are being enticed and enhanced and they're falling into the trap for the devil because they're thinking that a lot of these things that people are doing and saying and even with these clothes they wear and the hairstyles and all that kind of stuff, they think it's, you know, it's the thing. They say, well, it's the fashion, it's the time now. But a lot of the things, I know fashion change, they go out of fashion, come back in fashion, but some things are just ridiculous the way that people wear, you know, things they wear and it's only things they say and stuff. It's also bad and sad that we have a lot of parents that are not being parents. They're being friends with their, with their children. And not, you know, not parenting them like God will have them to do. So for the any youth that, you know, fit that category or anything, if you know that fits you, pray for your parents and pray 
to God to touch your parents and their hearts and lead and guide them so that they can be the parents that he will have them to be. Pray that he continue to protect them so they can be there for you and with you because a lot of us can, can say that we know children that say they can experience firsthand that they did not come up with their parents or some never knew their parents. Some parents may have passed on while they were little. Some may have gotten killed. You know, some may have just been sick and passed on. And you got the ones that just wasn't there because they just had some serious problems and wasn't there for the children or with the children. So we ask y'all, you, y'all got to be the strong boys right about now because it seems like a lot of the parents in, 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 in these bottom two generations, they'll focus more on competing and comparing and being with and for the world. But they, they need to remember that Bible verse, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we, like, I would like for you all to do that because so many of our youth are getting to a certain point in at their age or grade in school and stuff, and it's just stopping. They're not finishing school. They're not even concerned or act like they care about school anymore. And we don't want that to happen to our youth and none of the youth in our families and friends and neighbors that we know of. So when you say your prayers and when you're praying for yourself, pray for others as well. Remember those that can't pray for themselves, even those that are in areas where they're not allowed to pray or go to church and stuff like that because those people will give an arm and leg to be in, in you all's shoes because you have the freedom to pray, you have the freedom to worship God, you have the freedom to go to church, you have the freedom to go to school and learn. And we have so many opportunities for our youth these days that there's no reason for not, none of them to not to get a, a very well education and to get a, 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 a nice, decent job, or no matter what the job may be, because all of the areas of expertise in whatever field it is, it's needed in the world today. So I would like for you all, students, to always stay encouraged. We know that sometimes people may say things that, that may make you feel bad, that may, may make you feel low or lower than what you are, but stay prayed up and remember that you are a child of the most high God. And remember that people that are coming against you with these words and deeds against you, they don't know no better, no matter how old they are. And you have to pray for them and ask God to forgive them because they don't know no better. They may have been taught better, but somewhere along the way, they lost track of what it should be. And they, they you know, they fell aside. And uh, either they jumped off the track and they hit the head or something. So pray for them so they can get back on the right track. And I was listening to some young students talking to themselves earlier, and they were talking about the she-he and the he-she stuff and how there is so much going on in the schools and stuff, and, and it's not like nothing that they are hiding, and it's just like out in the open, like it's, it's just a, a natural thing, and it, it's the way it's supposed to be. But y'all students, I encourage y'all to get in the Bible. Read the Bible and read what God says about a man and a wife and what he says about two men being together and two women being together because that is not of God. So you all read that. Don't fall into those shelves. Please do not fall into those shelves. I also talked to a coworker earlier because they knew, and you all may have heard about it on the news when they say there was a trans. They, they want to call them transgender or whatever they want to call them. Got killed over there and they found them on the street off of Martin Luther King or somewhere over that area. And uh, I said they knew them. You know, they knew the family coming up. But see, these are older people. But they had no idea that that individual, you know, was in that kind of lifestyle uh, because they always knew him as, a, as a, you know, a handsome young man and everything. So we have to... Um, Pray for our our people. 
that that they can't that the devil won't keep entering their minds and making them not make the right choices that they make. And then a lot of times people get into certain positions and do things because of something that may have happened to them or that was said to them early on in their life. And sometimes they don't know how to reach out for help or who to go to and stuff like that. So we have to pray for all this. So I encourage all these youth too as well while I'm on the phone. I want to say this. If anybody say anything to you that they shouldn't be saying to you that you know it's not right, even if someone takes you out the way, no matter if it's a family member, somebody at school, somebody at church, no matter where it is, let somebody know about it so something can be done about it. Because sometimes, depending on what the situation is, you may need counseling to deal with the situation and everything. And we don't want you all changing your mind about the way what life should be because of something that may have happened to you that you didn't bring upon yourself and it was not your fault. But we don't want you falling to the wrong track because of that. We want you to stay on God's track. On his side, I want you to remember that God is on your side and God is always always there with you. God is always there for you. <clears throat> and we want you to stay strong because uh, you are, are the future. I mean, it's been said many times. You are the future. And um, I'll stop right there. And oh, as Pastor Boone said, I don't know who was already on the line when he gave this date for the next uh, youth conference, which is May the 27th, which is Centrell's birthday. He'll have a, he got one great reason in addition to his own reason to celebrate his birthday to celebrate that day because that will be a very perfect day for him. So any youth that we have on the line that may want to discuss any particular topic or issue or, or bring about any type of issue or if you want to say a person or read a scripture or anything, please do so at this time. And what you need to do is just unmute your line and then just mute it back when you get finished. So the floor is open to our youth. Thank you. Thank you, Nakia, very much. Thank you. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay I'll move the line back. Now, the floor is open for our next youth. Okay, I would like to say a scripture. Deuteronomy 31, 5 and 6. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Okay, thank you. Thank you so very much, Ariel. Thank you, Lord. Have mercy. Okay. Next you. Hard up. Lord's open. Amen. I was giving the youth. Is there any more youth before I come forth? I just wanted to give all the youth a chance to speak. Okay, well, you amen. Just uh, go ahead because we, we, you know, they probably hold them back because they want to be close to the end. Okay, so they I just want to be respectful <laughs> and do things in order and allow the uh, youth to come forth. But what I did here um, that touched my heart Minister Denise, um, you was talking about youth, and it came to me, and you were speaking on the subject about words that being spoken to the youth, but I just wanted to say 
even as today, my granddaughter, something happened last week. She's a 15-year-old. My granddaughter is 15 years old working. She's been working over a year now. Don't have to work, but that was just her desire. Just want to get out there and experience the work field. <clears throat> One um, location she was working at for over a year or so, she had no problems. Her mama, daddy, they decided to relocate her to make it convenient, which was like 10 or 15 minutes away from her home. But since she been relocated, we've been praying for uh, a 15-year-old, not the main manager, but a manager that's over her was having problems because my 15-year-old granddaughter and another 15-year-old worker, the manager, young manager, was saying, what's happening? they not doing what they need to do, and they not uh, working every time she turn around. they not working. they on their phone. So what would a 15-year-old do? What would a, you got to allow a 15-year-old, first of all, tell them if your downtime is here, this is what I need you to do. But the particular manager, not the main manager, uh, said she was going to try to terminate them. The 15-year-old now never had work experience no more than a year. I just told y'all. But at the end of the day, the not the main manager, but the manager said, I probably need to uh, terminate them. So I spoke to my daughter, and I told my daughter, you need to go up there and you need to speak. My daughter went. I don't really have a problem with her speaking on her children's behalf. She went and spoke. And then God just turned the whole situation around. The main manager did not even have knowledge of what was really going on, and that's okay. But what I want to say to the youth today, be encouraged. You're young. Not all of them are young, but I'm really right now speaking on behalf of a 15-year-old, my granddaughter, uh, and others that in that in that frame. Be encouraged. Sometimes they can get depressed, they can get weakened because of what some other people in management or whatever position have said or done to them. But at the end of the day, I just want to say to all of you, you be encouraged. I got a little sidetrack on that conversation, but be encouraged. But what I want to really say to the youth today, I want to talk to y'all about supernatural grace. Supernatural grace. Now, what I'm talking to y'all is about, somebody sent this to me maybe two, three days ago. I'm really not sure, but it was this week, and they sent it to me. Why they sent it to me, I have no idea. But it's supernatural grace. And then it sent me back to what my granddaughter was dealing with and going through. Now, at the other location, my granddaughter worked there. They may call that location the hood location. She was on her feet, 24, 15 years old. I just want y'all to hear this. You, 15 years old, but she was constantly on her feet, working, doing what, whatever. She went to another location where she said, I don't even have to do much. I, You know, what other people may call a valor location. I don't know what folks think a valor location or what have you. But at the end of the day, she was doing less. Didn't have to work less. But my problem was, and her mother, I had to speak to her mother. Her mother knows how to handle her children. She doing less here, but they, it's an argumentative situation. If you in management position, Tell the children when there's downtime what they can do or need to do or what you want them to do. So it won't look like they just sitting around 15 years old now. I'm telling y'all, 15 years old. But I'm going to bring this back. Supernatural grace. Second Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
Now, what I'm going to speak about is totally separated from this situation, but I don't know why God led me to this, but I'm going to obey his spirit. He said, we all make mistakes, some normally, some not. We hurt people at times. We let people down. We trample feelings over others. But don't live up to others' expectations. But if it's not just careless or bad behavior at stake, make no mistake, guilt is a spiritual battle. Many of us are spiritually schizophrenic. I'm going to say that again. Many of us are spiritually schizophrenic. Like the Apostle Paul in Romans 7, chapter 15, verse, it says, What I don't understand about myself is that I decide one way, but then I act another, doing things I absolutely despise. We got a lot of people that say they're schizophrenic, bipolar, whatever, some real, some just blaming on to get through to whatever they want to get through with in life. And then guilt sets in like wet cement. Even when we ask forgiveness, sometimes, oh, oh, I got to go back to that part. Even when we ask forgiveness, sometimes our guilt breaks, don't engage. And self-persecution just keeps barreling full speed ahead. And that's when we have to allow God to override the gears and stall out and reverend self-condemnation with his supernatural grace. I may have to go through that again, but I will repeat that again at another time. I won't belong to time, but I just want y'all to know, God says, dear God, this is y'all prayer. I'm so tired of letting guilt Guilt, guilt, control me. Please override the gears of my guilt with your amazing grace. And back again, it's about God's amazing grace. Be blessed, and I want to say to the youth, be strong and be encouraged. Because God has a supernatural grace for each and every one of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you, Miss Jackie Hope Mary. Thank you so very much. Hope that you to pay attention. Well, the youth, uh, do, do we have any other youth that would like to do something or say something? Yes. Okay, we have another youth. Mr. Ben again, thank you. Um, today I'll be reading a scripture out of Proverbs chapter twenty four, four through six. It says, And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with precious and pleasant riches. A wise man a wise man is grown, yea, man of knowledge increased strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and the mulipitous of the marvelous of counselors, there is safety. Amen. Thank you, Brother Venture, for that particular scripture. I'd like to say something to you, too. I looked at Ventrell just now when he was reading that and looking at him, switching his eyes and stuff. But Ventrell wears glasses. Ask me where his glasses are. Ask me when the last time I seen him with his glasses on. He don't appreciate the value of his eyesight as well as a lot of our other users. Because let me tell y'all, until you have the experience to Lose your eyesight. You will 
gratefully appreciate your eyesight if it comes back. Some people are born blind. Some people uh, have went blind because of circumstances that were beyond their control. And then a lot of people have had problems with the eyesight and have problems with the eyesight because of the health or different things that's going on with the health or that may have went on with the health and everything. So I'm telling you, that, to me, uh, everything, life is precious, clearly, but having your eyesight is a very, very precious thing and a very, very valuable thing. A lot of things can be replaced. They can give people what's called synthetic eyes, but with the synthetic eye, that's just to replace that spot or that hole where the eye where you can't see out no more. And then if you can't see out of both eyes, uh, it ain't gonna really matter. But they, I guess, they do stuff so it can look cosmetically nice or whatever, or so it won't scare people and stuff like that. But you know, and some people, like I say, they lose the eyesight because of other reasons. Like I said, beyond their control. Um, but take your eyesight serious. I I, I just just want to hear you. Take your eyesight serious because that is a serious matter, and don't put nothing in your eye that you don't need in your eye, like contacts that you just change the color of your or your eyeball or whatever. Treasure your eyesight because if you don't have your eyesight, you don't know who's going to be there for you, who's going to be there with you. You don't know if they. They can be leading you, you can be walking somewhere, but you don't know if they lead you to walk into a hole or a ditch or, or down to the sewer or whatever because you can't see where you're going. You may have, your other senses may be much keener and stuff, but it may not be keen enough to warn you of different dangers that somebody else can lead you into. And to get on that subject, uh, we got a lot of people that, that have the eyesight and they can't see because they're blind to the world or blind to things in the world, they can't see what's actually going on to see that this is wrong, what, you, what you're doing, or to see that this person is wrong that's in your life, that you shouldn't have them around you and stuff. So value your eyesight, whether you can see or whether you can't see, and whether you can see and you just cannot see what you need to be seeing or you just want to deny the truth and everything. The eyesight is very, very precious. Uh, Aaron has walked in here and he has uh, wanted to say a scripture, so I'm going to hand it over to him right now. Alright, I'm reading the scriptures from First um, Kings, chapter twenty-two, verse forty-six through fifty. And the remnant of the Sodomites, which remained in the days of his father Asa, he took out of the land. There was then no king in Edom; a deputy was king. Jehoshaphat made ships of Tharshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not for the ships who are broken at Ezeongeber. Then said Asahi, wait no, Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, unto Jehoshaphat, that my servants go with that servant in the ships, but Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat would not, and Jehoshaphat slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. His fathers, in the, in the city of David, his fathers, and Jehoram, Jehoram, his son, uh, regained in his stead. Okay, what, 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 what was you First Kings chapter 24. Uh, chapter 46 to 50. Okay. Okay. Well, we thank Brother Aaron for that scripture again. And once more and again, the floor is open for any youth that may want to read the scripture, say a prayer, sing a song, or uh, bring about an issue or up, bring an issue up that that they may want some clarity to or to discuss. Just unmute your line and you're on the floor.
Okay, it appears that there may not be any other youth that are willing to say anything or are able to say anything at this point. So we open it up for any adults that may want to offer any any more encouraging words or anything to our youth. Okay, no other uh, adults. Uh, Pastor Moore, are you still on the line? Do you, do you want to say anything to our youth? Praise the Lord, uh, Minister Denise. I'm still on the line, and uh, we've had a lot uh, said to our youth today. I really appreciate uh the deposit that you made and Sister Jackie Hope Myrick, I've just enjoying the scriptures that have been read today. Those are powerful scriptures, and I I can't wait to uh, go back on them and 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 reread them and see uh, what else the Lord was trying to tell me through those scriptures. Because uh, especially the one in First King talking about Jehoshaphat and uh, and his sons and fathers. So I've I've uh, I really enjoy being with the youth, and I just have one message, uh, and it's the same message that I've always had for our youth, and that is that we love you more than the world does, and we're here for you. You can always call on us. You can always uh, confide in us if there's something going on in school or on your job or anywhere that you're not. Uh, familiar with or you're not comfortable with, you can always call us and talk about it. Uh, we're going to continue to remain open-minded and and remain there for you as a uh, sounding board, if that's what you need. But we do want you to continue, continue on on this line. Again, May the 27th is our next youth conference line. Uh, thank God for the testimony of uh, uh, Sister Jackie Hope Myrick talked to us about her uh, granddaughter being 15 and being in a in a, a working environment at that young age, and uh, we have to know that right now uh, training in these in these companies is lacking, managerial skills are lacking, and uh, they're just going at it any way they can, any way they want to. So we have to be patient enough to know that as time goes on, all heals are going to be wound, going to be healed. All wounds are going to be healed. So thank God for our 15-year-old having the urge to even work, uh, because we, we're in a generation now where there's privileges that a lot of our teenagers believe that they have. So let's just thank God for everything that we're doing. Uh, to encourage our youth, be strong and be encouraged. And I thank God for uh, Minister Denise for you hosting uh, the line today. And we want to thank God for our youth and make sure that they know that they can come back on the line May the 27th and give us more of what they have. And I thank each and every one of you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, Minister Denise, whenever you want to, you can pray us out or you can Continue on, whatever you want to do. I've enjoyed uh, this time without you. God bless you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you very much, Pastor Boone. And I hope I you listened to your words of encouragement. But what I was going to share with the children today, the youth, the youth, I know they get offended when you call them children and a child. Our youth is... Um, because it's been touching on me about the be attitudes. Um, I know we we look in the book where the be attitudes are, and we read them. We read them because they're right there and everything. But sometimes we don't really know what they mean or go into depth to know. So I've been well tried to start with my grandchildren. We hadn't gotten that far. So to discuss the be attitudes one by one and what they mean. And the one I want to share with our youth today is 
the one that's blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And they're going to say the third is the third beatitude, um, because a lot of people don't understand what it means to be meek. And I think I, I, I read something about that earlier last year. It was in something that I or did a report on or something, but it, it brought a lot to my attention then because a lot of people do think if you're weak, you're weak, and you're not weak. Um, but biblically, the understanding of meekness is power under control. And it goes on to say in Matthew 11, Verse 28 to 29, Jesus described himself as meek and lowly. Um, and then in Matthew 20, 28, Jesus says that he came not to be served, but to serve. Meekness is expressed through the heart of a servant. One aspect of meekness is repentance of to assert ourselves for ourselves. Instead, we are to exercise power for the benefit of all people, not just ourselves. And this aspect of meekness is captured in Psalms 37, 1 through 11, which begins with, be not fret because of the wicked, and it ends with, the meek shall inherit the land. Which means that we must curb our urge to use power to avenge the wrongs done against us or to build our own image and instead use whatever power we have to serve and build others up. So this this uh encourage our Jesus that are working. Uh you know it's gonna always be somebody somewhere that's gonna always have something to say that's not right about somebody. Uh and somebody somewhere that's not gonna like somebody. Somebody somewhere is gonna like their own you know, they're gonna like their own they may say their own type of people, somebody their own skin tone, color, or somebody their own age, or somebody in the same grade. But don't let that discourage you. Uh, like in, I was just about to say that it, it can be very challenging in the workplace, whether you're working inside an office building, and like um, other ladies at, at her job, and even at other jobs. But you have to understand that some of those, sometimes those people who are going against you, they are lonely people themselves. Uh, they don't know how to deal with people that that you know they may be happy and smiling all the time and like nothing is worrying worrying them or troubling them. People can't take that kind of stuff because they don't understand what's going on with you. But that's just the glory of God with you. And I was just just telling my grandsons earlier, um, when even if people say something bad to you, just smile. Smile anyway and keep the smile on. I said, even when you, like sometimes if you go in some of these places of business and you got this paper stuff or you asking them a question where something is and they have an attitude and, you know, they, they answer you in a bad tone of voice or, it's like they don't want to be bothered or something like that. But just smile and say, okay, thank you. And go on by your business and uh, sometimes, depending on the type of business it is and whatever it is, I just walk, walk on out the door because you don't have to give them your money. Your money is to be spent where you want to be satisfied with whatever you may be trying to purchase or whatever you purchase. So, so be careful on that and don't let people talk to you, teach you any kind of way and get away with it without letting them know that you are a child of God. Let them know that they just bounced off of your shoulder and hit the floor. And they don't know how to take you. They don't look at each other, somebody else around, and they, they don't know what to say. But uh, just remember that God's promise of, the, of his kingdom, a new heaven, a new earth, is and can be read about in Revelation 21 and 1. Now, those who submit their power to God will inherit the perfect kingdom coming to earth. And remember that we will receive God's grace, the good things we might otherwise fruitlessly 
strive for. So take stock in the ways that you have or use your influence. Little do y'all youth know that you can influence adults and other people by the way you carry yourself, by the the attitude you have, uh, and the way people see you going on. Never on. Okay. Even if you your family is going through something, it could be some kind of stress or something, it could be something that's going on in, in your household or just your family. But the world don't have to know about it. You go to that job or you go to that school, you be happy to go like all the time. Like nothing is bothering you or there's nothing going on because people don't have to know what's going on or things that are affecting you, even if they're affecting you in a way. And you still got to go and put a smile on your face. And keep going and ask God to be there with you because you know he's already, already there for you. And keep your your faith and confidence there with them. And uh, remember that we need to submit our power. Now we want God to submit us. We need to submit to God so we can get our power to him. We want him to lead us for the sake of others, because a lot of times, even though somebody may hit you one way and um, it may hurt you and you go ahead and you smile and, you know, you keep going and somebody else is looking, believe me, somebody somewhere is paying attention and looking at these things that's going on. And sometimes you never know how the way you react or the way you act toward whatever happened to you, how it may inspire somebody else or impress somebody else. And sometimes uh, it may give somebody else hope to know that they can put up with what they're putting up with if you can put up with what you are putting up with or you'll be able to deal with what you are dealing with. Yourself. So stay encouraged, all that are working and all the youth that will be working this summer, because I know quite a few of y'all at that age where you want you can work summer jobs and stuff like that, and a lot of you have already submitted applications, and some of you are just waiting to be called or given dates or assignments and everything. So I wish you all success with that, and I just want to encourage you all on any job where you are. Remember the Ten Commandments and the main ones, do not steal, that shall not steal. If you uh, on these jobs where it's, that could be a possibility for something to take place. Remember, these businesses, they got cameras everywhere, everywhere. You may not see them. You may not know about them, but they are everywhere. Let me tell you, when I uh, worked part-time for Kroger, I had never seen so many cameras in my life in one place. <laughs> and I found out there were places and there were cameras. You didn't even know they were cameras. But even in my work life, I found out that cameras are put on people and put in places that you never think about. So you have to be careful when you get on the elevator or when you really anywhere out in public because you don't know who you are around. You don't know who is recording you or taking pictures of you because you don't know what kind of mechanism is on those people. And people are paying attention to the things you say and the things you do. That's how a lot of people get caught in the act and a lot of things that they do, especially they work in office buildings and stuff. It's so easy for them to catch them because so many cameras and devices are here and there to catch them. And people just fall, fall into the traps. They've already been given training not to do this. And half the time they've been given training about the different things and told about the different mechanism and the places where security is and all that kind of stuff, and they go head on, and they do the wrong thing anyway. So just be careful on on those things. If you, you see somebody drop something, let's say they drop a wallet or something, you're working at this place, if you, you see it and you cannot catch the person and give it to them, go to your workplace and take it to your manager. Do not go through it. Try to see what's in it or take what's out in and then take it to your manager because they are watching you. They may not see what you do right then and there, but when they look at the camera and they see that you went in there and you took the money out and then you gave them the wallet, 
they're going to know that you are not trustworthy, and then you're going to lose your job. And then that's not going to look good on your work record. Not at all, but be careful about that. And then when you, you're working in these places, too, be kind and generous to anybody, especially if you're dealing with the public. Um, don't be mean and hateful to people. If, if they're taking a little time to get the money out or get the stuff together, be patient with them. And sometimes you may be able to help them, especially the, the elderly and the older people. You'll be surprised at the joy that you can bring to some of those people's hearts and eyes when you just reach out a little bit to help them a little bit and help them get out what they need. And you'd be surprised a lot of times what those people would do for you in the end. But you ain't doing it for no reward, but you're doing it because that's what God will have you to do because all your rewards are up in heaven. God got your rewards there for you. So I want all y'all to be encouraged and do the best you can on these jobs. When you don't know how to do a job and you're not sure about what you need to do, ask the manager. Ask for more training, whatever, whatever that may be needed. So you can do your best and you can perform at your best. So I'm going to end right there. I'm <coughs> One more opportunity for anybody that may, and youth that may have came on the line or an adult that may want to say something encouraging to the, to the children before we uh, close out in prayer. Is there anyone that may want to say um, something? I do want to um, piggyback off of something that you just said, Minister Denise, um, as it relates to cameras and things like that. Also think about um, your social media and what you post on your social media because nowadays jobs are looking at your social media. They are looking at what you're posting. They are looking at the type of person you are, the character you are, you have, and things like that. And they will judge you based off of the things that they see on your um, your Instagram, your um, your Facebook, and um, your TikToks, and all these different platforms. So be responsible with the use of, of your social media. And parents, make sure that you are monitoring your kids' social media um, because a lot of times. Um, they have more than one account, so find out how to search for them um, and search out different accounts because they'll have one account that they give to the parents, and then they'll have another account that they give to their friends that have, like, the true character of how they are and how they things that they're doing and how that they're moving. So make sure that you are, um, you know, as youth, make sure you're being responsible on social media, and parents, make sure that you are double-checking your kids' social media to make sure that they don't have, like, these hidden pages and stuff like that um, because our kids are under attack. Our kids are the target of the enemy, and if they can control the youth, which, it, you know, they're supposed to be, well, they are the future, they are the next generation, they are the ones that are supposed to, that are going to take us or take this world to the next place. So we have to make sure that we're truly guarding them, we're truly um, imparting the Lord into them. And I also want to encourage the youth, make time for God, even though you have a job. You know, you can have a job, but don't um, allow your job to take priority over you going to church or you attending um, services and things like that, because you still need to have that relationship with God. And most times if you tell your um, manager when you get hired, you know, what schedule you can work and things like that, they will work with you to make sure that you still have time for church and things like that. Don't put God on the back burner chasing a job or chasing money, because at the end of the day, yes, you do need a job. Yes, you know, it's important to have those things, but um, communicate, you know, even if you tell them that you can, you get one Sunday a month or two Sundays a month or two Wednesdays a month so you can go to Bible study or whatever, um, make sure that you are making time for God. All right. And I'll turn it back over to you, Minister Denise. Okay, thank you, uh, Elder Hawkins, for that. Okay, anyone else? Okay, well, we'll we get ready to close out. I thank, I thank you for all, all our youth that um, participated in our youth conference today that was available, and those that, you know, whether you read a scripture, whether you said a prayer, whatever you may have did, and thank you, um, Sister Jackie Hope Meyer and Elder Hopkins for your input as well. Um, I'm quite sure our youth was listening and they paying attention to what was said to them because sometimes we think they're not paying attention, but they are actually paying attention. 
and a lot of times it it, it be proven in situations that we we wouldn't think about, but when they're faced with different things, it comes to proof that they paid attention and they are actually following those guidelines and those directions that's been given to them. So I want to thank God for our youth. And again, like I said, everyone that was there for them or with them. Oh, and thank you also, Nakia, uh, for your participation as well. God, I pray for our youth and I pray for all of us, Lord. I ask you to help them to focus on you and to, to depend on you and to trust you. Help them to know you are the God of love. May they know and remember that they are treasures, that they belong to the royal family of God. And let us adults and parents know and remember that our children are gifts from God, that they are to be treasured, valued, studied, protected, and cherished. Let us continue to cherish, encourage them to support and build their confidence. Let us have the same joyful gratitude as Mary did when she learned that she would give birth to the greatest gift of all, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, continue to remind us parents and adults of all the ways our children are special blessings from you. And Lord, keep us from being critical, negative, or harsh. And my last thing I want to say, because I forgot to mention this earlier, is that for the parents, this is for the parents, uh, don't give up on our youth. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your grandchildren. Don't give up on your great-grandchildren. Because someone told me, and I heard them say this week, that they give up. They're giving up on their child. I say, well, if you give up on your child, what do you think the world will do for them? You can't give up on your child because what they fail to realize that some of the things that the children were doing the sin is what children do. And if you don't correct them, they're going to continue to do and say things that they're not supposed to do and say. That's why the Bible says, bring the children up under the admonition of God. So that means our parents, the ones that are not in church and not haven't given their life to God, that's what they need to do so they can bring up the children right. Don't blame the children for stuff that they do wrong when they're not being taught how to do right. And I, when I see and face and hear those different things, it just gets to me and and. I just can't help, and I can't hold it back from getting on those parents and talking to them like they're my child because don't blame the child. That's not their fault. They didn't have to be here. You're supposed to be a parent at all times, not just when you want to be friends with them, but you're supposed to be the parent. When you say no, no is no. When you say yes, yes is yes. But when, when they do something you don't like, you got to tell them, why they did what they did wrong, why they're being punished and everything. So I just want to say that because sometimes us parents, and I ain't calling no names, I'm just saying us parents as, as a whole, we're ready to give up on our youth and our children, and then we forget about our Heavenly Father who has never given up on us. God don't give up on us. He don't even give out on us. He's continually forgiving us for things we do and continue to do that we know is wrong or things that we may say and do as well. So we can't make the children look and feel no more guilty than we are because we're no more better than, you know, no better than the children. They got to be brought up and taught right as well. And again, thanks for everyone that was on the line for our youth today. And I ask everyone, even if you see a child that, that needs guidance and direction, give it to them because they may not be getting it at their home. Sometimes your words of courage may make a world of difference to them, you know, in their life and in, in their home life and everything. So we'll keep, continue to keep them in prayer and we'll continue to keep all those that are sick and getting well, those that have lost relatives and loved ones as well. And we are dismissed. Thank you. Until next Youth Conference Day. Amen. Amen. I really enjoyed all of you all, and thank God for you. And uh, this is what we need. We'll see y'all May the 27th. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 To God. Amen.
Hey, everyone have a great evening on out. Amen. God bless you. I love each and every one. Amen. Bye-bye. See you all at church tomorrow. Amen. Thank you so much for listening in to today's message. We hope that this service blessed your life. Please come back and join us again next time. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you.